Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we get into this week's episode, we want to ask you to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And uh, we also, uh, more importantly, want you to give us a rating. We would like it if you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app uh, or any, anything else, you know what? Give us a rating um, you know, in, a, in the mail, set a carrier pigeon. Uh, give us a rating um, in street graffiti, um, but like in a legal way. I don't know how mm-hmm. that's legal, but find a way that is and do that. Uh, also, tell your friends to subscribe to our show. Um, and with that, today we are continuing our rewind of Black Panther. Uh, this is the middle portion of the movie, so this is from the 53 minute to the hour and 22 minute. So this is from uh, Claw's interrogation, uh, and uh, to Kilgrave winning the fight and being saluted as the new king. And as usual, here's a rundown of the episode. T'Challa and Okoye watch as Ross interrogates Claw. Claude tells Ross about what Wakanda really is and how advanced their technology is. Ross seems to believe him and convince T'Challa about it. During their discussion, Killmonger comes to break Claw out. While trying to prevent the escape, T'Challa sees a masked Killmonger and notices that he has a ring that matches t- the ring T'Challa got from his grandfather. During the breakout, Ross uh, gets shot, and T'Challa decides to bring Ross to Wakanda to save him. Killmonger kills Claw and takes uh, his body to Wakanda to be brought before the king and his council. Killmonger reveals that he is T'Challa's cousin, and uh, T'Chaka, uh, T'Challa's father, killed uh, Killmonger's father. Killmonger challenges T'Challa for the throne. T'Challa ch- accepts, uh, and they fight in ritual combat. During the combat, Zuri intervenes to try to save T'Challa's life, and Killmonger kills him, uh, because he partially blames Zuri for his father's murder. Uh, He then throws T'Challa off the waterfall, and is crowned the new king of Wakanda. Dun-dun-dun. Alright. Let's move on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude! You got super speed! I do? You didn't see that coming? What do you have, Al? Alright, um, I have two, although now that I think about it, honestly, one of these should probably just be uh a point for a character. Uh, but I'm gonna say it here anyway, just because I already have it written down here. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, I feel like it's pretty obvious, uh, but uh, there's the scene when uh, Agent Ross is first brought to Cherie's lab. Uh, she says, great, another white boy for us to fix. Uh, she is referring to Bucky Barnes, who mm-hmm. uh, we saw brought to them at the end of Captain America's Civil War. And then, uh, spoiler alert, we see him at the end of uh, this movie. What? Okay. and then uh the other one that i guess should probably be more with agent ross but uh there's a point when uh agent ross and shuri are talking and ross is asking you know how long have i been here because he had just woken up uh in in wakanda and he said uh and he he's thinking he's been there like 
a week or a couple weeks or something because he says uh, bullet wounds don't heal magically overnight. And I'm sure he says they do here, but not by magic, by technology. Uh, so I, the only thing I can guess out of this is that to Agent Ross, Wakanda is magic because it's sufficiently advanced technology that he does not understand. Yes, yes it is. I do have that, I think, under Agent Ross on my notes. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> yes. <sighs> yeah. All right. Um, so we kind of talked about the title last week, but I need to figure out what the title means every week. So uh, this movie is called Black Panther because it's the form and color of T'Challa's suit. Uh, so that's how they got the title. Um, I've got some uh, <laughs> things with... Oh, did I not Sorry. do both of them? All right. Well, my only character I'm talking about this week is Shuri. Uh, Shuri premiered in Black Panther, Volume 4, Number 2, in 2005, which is a really popular thing, because that's also when Okoye and uh, Nakia showed up in Issue 1 of that same volume. Hmm. Um, her goal throughout like her um, storyline is she wants to become the first woman in Black Panther. So almost the opposite of her motivations in... Uh, Wakanda Forever, where she's like, she doesn't necessarily want to become the Black Panther. She does anyway. But here, like, that was her goal uh, in the comics. Oh, cool. Good for Shuri, I guess. And then, I want to read this one part. That, uh, like, a paragraph from the Marvel Wiki about Shuri in her first acts as Queen of Wakanda. Uh... So it says, Shuri, as Queen of Wakanda, was involved in a treaty negotiations with Namor, who offered to end the bloodshed between the two nations in exchange for refuge in Wakanda whenever he desired. This same treaty first presented to Shala, who originally rejected it. Like her brother, Shuri also declined Namor's offer, stating that the conflict between the two nations was no ordinary war, and that the fate of both Wakanda and Atlantis hung in the balance. In the end, one of them would face total destruction. Um, so they kind of came to the peace and Namor was celebrating. And while Namor was celebrating the fabricated peace, uh, with T'Challa, T'Challa revealed the truth that, uh, Namor, when Namor left to like celebrate the peace, Sharia attacked and destroyed Atlantis, uh, behind his back. Oh God. That's a little more cutthroat than what we have. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Okay, uh, I I don't know if you said it or I missed it. When was this? Like, what decade did this storyline happen? This was, I mean, post-2005, because her first issue was in, um, like, I think April 2005. So. Oh, okay. All right. Um, oh, it was during 2012's Avengers vs. X-Men event. Um, oh, okay. Which I was in the middle of when my subscription to Marvel Limited expired and I haven't renewed it yet. So oh, I have not gotten to that part of the comic. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, wow, that really just feels like they, they really took advantage. They're like, alright, well, uh, I guess, you know, I'm thinking of T'Challa. Uh, I'm like, well, okay, I guess if we're going to side with anyone, we're, we'll side with the Avengers. Because, you know, I've been on the Avengers. I have no idea if he was on the team at the time. But, alright, anyway... Uh, and, and then yes, he was on the Avengers at the beginning of the series because I did start reading it, and he was on the Avengers at that time. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so he, he really took advantage. Like, all right, well, maybe maybe this will be my time to say it's okay to completely 
uh, destroy Atlantis. <laughs> I kind of wonder if that was his uh, internal monologue there. But yeah, that was man. That was just that was just mean. God, yeah. all right, brutal. I mean, like yeah, Black Panther and especially Shuri are cutthroat in the comics. So mm. I, one of the reasons I like them in the comics a lot. Um, mm. Getting away from Shuri, uh, the actress who plays her, Letitia Wright. Uh, she, her nerd creds, she has a lot of creds. She's like, um, but her nerd creds is she was in season four, episode six of Black Mirror, a show I refuse to watch because it depresses me. Uh, she was in Heroes, or Humans, not Heroes, Humans, and she was <laughs> in one episode of Doctor Who before she hit it big. Um, Face the Raven, oh. which, uh, spoilers alert for Doctor Who, uh, is Clara's, like, second or third death. I know she dies a lot. <laughs> it's her her last one and then they have one episode after that yeah it, no it's not her last mm -hmm. one because she time travels oh she doesn't die again yes <laughs> she just yeah. goes off into space with uh Arya stark yep mm -hmm. yep anyway yeah. uh, spoilers my final... for that i know mm -hmm. right <laughs> spoilers for what season like 10 or 11 of Doctor Who. Yeah, I don't know. Was that five years ago? Something in that range? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last Easter egg is, has uh, the part where uh, T'Challa gets thrown off the waterfall um, by Killmonger <laughs> is a uh, homage to the comic arc uh, Panther's Rage, where that happens. <laughs> Oh. He gets thrown off, and then he returns. And as you can see, he's not dead. Oh, and he was thrown off by Killmonger. By Killmonger, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, moving on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story, and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't. Mm -mm. Well, good because that would be outlandish and. Uh, Fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, it kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. The Black Panther has been the protector of Wakanda for generations. A mantle passed from warrior to warrior. And now because your friend murdered my father, I also wear the mantle of king. So I ask you, as both warrior, and King, how long do you think you can keep your friends safe from me? So what I've did for this, I've been trying to do more often, is like just talk about the points I want to talk about instead of like recapping the whole thing. But mm -hmm. where do you want to chart start? Um, that's that's a good question. Um, I mean, I I really had just written things down for the characters. I didn't do them yeah. in in the order of what happened. Um, yeah. which to be fair, I, I think is like, this is only a half hour of the movie, so mm -hmm. it wasn't too, too much. Um, I, I mean, just looking at my notes, really what I have is T'Challa, uh, like being very angry once he finds out about, about his cousin and what his dad mm -hmm. did to his uncle and, and all of that stuff. Right. Um, yeah, let's start with that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So I have like his conversation to confrontation with zuri um yeah it's 
This and a thing I want to talk about later is a real representation of how hard it is for him to be king, like his the spirit of his father told him, because mm-hmm. he holds people to a higher standards of how they should act, and that's kind of unrealistic when you're protecting a country sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like the other thing I was going to bring up is he acts on his um I don't know, his moral compass uh over the safety of Wakanda by bringing a CIA operative to his hidden nation. <laughs> that's that's true. Although I I kind of wonder how much of it was him already testing the waters about it. Right? Like how much is he I mean the the first third of the movie you know, he was talking to Nakia about, uh, you know, outreach programs and that kind of, or while well, mm-hmm. she was talking to him about it and he was listening. Um, but like th- this could be him thinking, Hey, maybe, maybe we'll start with this. Um, you know, the, the United States, they're a big country. Maybe yeah. it would be okay to be, uh, on allied terms. Like if we do this thing, so maybe he'll start with that. Um, that could be it. But also, I think it's more likely closer to what you said of moral compass, right? He's just like, well, all right, we, we got to yeah. save his life. He saved Nakia, right? He mm-hmm. like, jumped in front of the bullet, essentially, for her, pushed her out of the way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that could also just be life for a life kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because like his character arc is... Uh, deciding to open up Wakanda. That's a big part of his character arc. It's not the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this moment, like, yeah, he's, it's the right thing to do. And that's part of his character arc, but he hasn't decided this is, this wasn't a calculated risk for him. This was a saving a life of someone who saved someone he loved because this, if his plan was to start opening Wakanda, this is not the way to do it. Bringing essentially, I mean, I know the CIA aren't strictly spies, but they're an intelligence agency. You don't. Mm-hmm. This is not how you start. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But back to yeah, his confrontation with Zuri. Um, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, he calls him out that he was wrong. I do like to, Chadwick Boseman when he's angry and he's acting with like such passion is amazing. He's like when he mm-hmm. yells that I am your king now. It was like holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he he pulled that one out. Like, oh yeah, that's right. You you are the king. You use that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh yeah, so he, he confronts him and he's disappointed by his father. And we get a really good line uh to T'Challa from Nakia, which I liked. He's like, uh you're going to decide what kind of king you're going to be because he needs like he needs to out grow past what his father did to be mm-hmm. a good king. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean this is one of the things that that we we see this type of thing a lot, right? It's hey, you need to fill in the shoes of this other person. A lot of times it's it's their parent, right? Like their mm-hmm. parent was accomplished over decades of stuff and now they're like, "Hey, I'm I'm the new person." who hasn't done this before, naturally you're bad at it because you're new, no matter yeah. how much preparation work you got. And then they're like, and then eventually the the solution is be yourself, right? Do it your way because mm-hmm. you're the one in charge now, um, which is what we see. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Um, do we want to talk about the fight here, or do we want to talk about that with Killmonger in our villain section? Um, let's talk about that with Killmonger. I think that's right. that's fair. <laughs> All right. Then for our other heroes, um, who we had Okoye and Nakia, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one note for Okoye, and I'm done. <laughs> Is <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the power move she pulls on Ross of uh, speaking in, I think it's Josa or their mm-hmm. language, the Wakanda language, mm-hmm. uh, when she totally could speak English. And just like her move or his move, like, uh, does she speak English when she wants to? I just love that <laughs> part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that was so cool to see again. Yep. Um, yep. I also had a note for her. Um, as I was watching this part of the movie, um, I was I remember thinking like, hey, she is the Black Panther's bodyguard. Technically, she's the bodyguard of, of the king. Um, but in, in this case, the king is also mm-hmm. the Black Panther, mm-hmm. um, which seems to be it. I don't know, probably a lot of the time. Um, she gets way more respect for that than Iron Man's bodyguard uh, when he had a bodyguard. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, happy Hogan not part of a elite military force. Also, Okoye is the general, like the lead general of Wakanda's armed forces, I presume. Yeah, I don't know if it's the armed forces or just the um Dormalaje. Dormalaje, yeah. Or or just or just them as a group. I'm I that I'm not sure about. Um I mean looking at okay, so I watched I finished Black Panther last night. And then I watched Wakanda forever because I wanted, really, really wanted to. And I feel like, at least from that scene, the scenes that we get of fighting outside of Wakanda is always mm-hmm. the Dora Milaje. It's when they were protecting that facility that the French broke into and mm-hmm. on the ship. It's always the Dora Milaje. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, the ship All had right. the Jabari, but mostly Jabari Milaje. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, that that makes a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, it's not like they have a big military also, right? Like, you know, being mm-hmm. a smaller country, less population, um, and being isolationists, they're not yeah. really, like, they don't, they don't usually have people attacking. It's usually going to be, like, small bands of people, and mm-hmm. they're ready if they need to be, in yeah. a sense, but they're not, like, they... It's a uh, what is it? Um, was it Switzerland? I want to say where like uh, everyone is like everyone is armed essentially because they have to go through uh, the military. I think when they're out of like high school or whatever, uh, and then they just get to keep their gun when they leave. Um, I, I may be getting know... parts of that wrong, but yeah, I did not know that was Switzerland. I like I know like Israel. Everyone joins the military. Out of high school that one i know too yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. Yeah. which is why wonder woman uh was part of the military mm-hmm. um also uh gal gadot her too i don't, yes. think, I don't <laughs> think wonder woman's israeli isn't she from <laughs> the mascara <laughs> yeah it's more like greece yeah um, yeah i mean i meant gal gadot but yes i couldn't remember her name <laughs> um yeah, and I may be saying uh, Sweden. It might not be Sweden. I can't remember what country it was, but mm. something like that. I I do think. I, also, I'm pretty sure Sweden is the country with like giant cannons 
all around the country as a just in case we need it. I think that was the one. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would think it's for avalanches. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, my assumption was, hey, you know, World War One and Two happened just in case. Let's yeah. Let's get ready. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I see. I see Wakanda in that similar scenario. So if she's a general of you know with that mindset, mm-hmm. then. Yeah, she's probably, you know, warrior spy type of character. Like, not really a spy. I don't mean that, but like um, intelligence agency kind of thing, right? Like, she gets yeah. a lot of information from spies like Nakia and others. Um, yeah. Because of what you said, like what we see at the start of Wakanda Forever with like knowing that, I, I think it was the French who tried to steal mm-hmm. Vibranium. Um, like, they were ready. They knew that ahead of time. And she probably had a hand in um, that intelligence gathering or you know deciding to act on that intelligence yeah yeah and also like i i guess it's divided between homeland security and like the bodyguard because the border tribe secures the border mm-hmm. at least at least what i get from them like what Kabi talking about last time there was a border attack his parents died in the attack so i'm mm-hmm. guessing they're the ones who are in charge of that but yeah yeah mm-hmm. Um, and then I have nothing for Nakia other than like the little bit I mentioned that line she had to T'Challa. So, yeah, uh, she really just had what the the two scenes in, in this mm-hmm. this half hour of the movie, right? Uh, um, yeah, I didn't realize it was so yeah. short until you literally said it was half an hour right now. Uh, <laughs> I I realized that when we were um, when I sat down to watch it, I was like thinking like, huh, how long is this? Oh no, it's it's only a half hour. And the the part three when we do next week will be um longer but i think we'll talk about it just as long because it has a big ass fight scene at the end and you know that always yeah uh, it's true takes a while. Mm-hmm. yeah we, we talk about those a lot less so yeah yeah all right then yeah then i'm done with our heroes <laughs> all right cool well then let's take a quick ad break and then we'll we'll talk about some villains welcome to baston robbins would you like to try our mango fruit blast and jerry's named a flavor after me so start graving hazelnuts not bad when you said we are going to open Wakanda to the rest of the world, this is not what I imagined. And what did you imagine? The Olympics. Maybe even a Starbucks. All right, Tony, I bet that you have a smartphone. Is that true? I Well, smart is subjective, but yes, it's considered a smartphone. Okay. Uh, now, you do not have to say what kind of phone you have, uh, but I'm going to list some stupid features a lot of phones these days have, and let me know if your phone has any of these like really bad features uh, that, that like are, are, just, are just bad, right, that no one likes. Uh, does it have a screen? It does. Does it have a front and rear-facing camera with different resolutions? It does. Does it have physical buttons and or a switch? Yes, it has one switch. <laughs> oh, it does have a uh, does, button it, <laughs> does it have a proprietary app store that requires a 30% VIG on each purchase made, which will artificially inflate prices? I'm sure it does. <laughs> the answer is yes. I don't know which phone you have, but the answer is yes. Uh, well, Tony, <laughs> what you have is a piece of crap. Now, let me list some features I'm sure your piece of crap does not have. All right. So going to ask you these questions. Tony, does your phone... Have the ability to stabilize wounds such as bullet holes or boo-boos? Uh, not that I've tried. 
All right. Can it scan objects like plants or infinity stones? Uh, obviously, yes. Can it literally transform into a drone? Hold on. I just threw it at the wall. No, you can't. <laughs> All right. Well, Tony, like I said, your phone sucks. But that's okay, because you can upgrade to a set of Kimoyo Beats. And better yet, you can upgrade today or tomorrow if Amazon delays the package. So buy your Kimoyo Beads as soon as you can and stop using a piece of crap smartphone. Sold wherever Kimoyo Beads are sold, which is Wakanda. They're only sold in Wakanda. No. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free Marvel-themed band uh, connection. Hmm, nice. Um, for the record, I did not throw my phone, but my post notes are now across the room. So <laughs> I was wondering what you threw because I <laughs> just like what can I throw that's on my desk? You're like, okay. <laughs> All right, moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. You ain't the son of a king, you are the son of a murderer. I'm exercising my blood right. The challenge for the mantles of King and Black Panther. Um, I say because uh, he doesn't survive long, we should talk about Claw first. Uh, I'm with you on that. I, I did have uh, some stuff with him first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we get a, an idea. I was wondering this. I don't know if I brought it up. Where he got his arm from? Apparently, oh, it's. Yeah, uh... so... Oh, go ahead. Oh, so we talked about that last week, and I have to issue a correction. Um, last week, I said that uh, T'Challa asked him where he got that that arm from because because he shot T'Challa, you know, in his Black Panther suit. And I said, oh, yeah, I guess because he dies in the middle of the movie, we never find out where that's from. They probably just, like, got it off of uh, some some weapons dealer or maybe he made it or something. And we'll never find out. Um, so anyway, I need to issue a retraction on that because I was very wrong. Yep. Uh, Tony, do you want to say where it came from? Yeah, it's, it's modified. So I guess he did it himself or outsourced it. But it is a Wakandan drilling tool. He probably mm -hmm. stole when he stole the vibranium. Yeah. yeah. Or he, it, it's also maybe possible that he was given it. Cause like, I mean, we don't know the exact plan or the exact mm. things that happened, um, but we know that, and I did not write down his name. Um, oh. Um, Njobu? Uh, yeah, Njobu. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to, he did help Claw, right? Do that. So maybe he had it. Maybe he give that to Claw to uh to use yeah yeah i it's possible but my only th argument against it is that was 35 or 33 years before his arm got chopped off so it was like was he just holding on to it just in case or what was he using it for beforehand just as a gun <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he didn't have it as a gun, maybe, or maybe he did use it as a gun every so often. Like that's, yeah. that's possible. Um, it can be used as one, as we see. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's an arm cannon. Um, yeah. And then, uh, the only other thing I have for him is he reveals that Wakanda has vibranium and they're super advanced and Ross just like believes him, even though he's obviously a madman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
he shouldn't at a minimum he should know mm-hmm. that like anything that this person says no how many, no matter how many things he says that are true you shouldn't believe him at, at all right like he's mm-hmm. a person that's in it for himself and if he can sow doubt with you then that gives him a bit of an advantage when trying yeah. to escape and yeah yeah and then he gets shot <laughs> well he escapes and then he gets shot <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we can move into uh, Kilgrave next. Monger, Killmonger also Killmonger. Next. <laughs> it's hard when we switch from directly from uh, Jessica Jones to Black Panther. Yeah, I don't know how many times I accidentally wrote Kilgrave. Like right here, I did actually write Kilgrave as the <laughs> character name, um, which is why I said it. Uh, yeah. What did I do next week? Oh no, next week I I wrote Killmonger. All right, so yeah, it's just oh, cool. I it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, we see how cutthroat he is, because not only did he kill the museum lady last week, he kills, I guess, suppose, well, he kills his girlfriend. Uh, we don't get much about her, but apparently they were in the relationship, but to get to Killmonger, or to get to Claw, I mean. Yeah, we, we get, like, a lot of his story in, like, the span of, what, two minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, he... So he and his girlfriend and I think, yeah, and and one other person, the three of them, they get Claw out of that CIA um, interrogation cell. Uh Uh, Then Killmonger uh, kills that third guy, the, the, you know, the unnamed person. And he only cares about what in his, I guess in his mind is his mission. So he's okay killing his girlfriend. And then okay killing claw but then also he's branded himself for every single person he's killed so you can tell uh how much he, how many people he's killed and he's killed a lot well yeah i mean he has that scarring and i wrote down i said one scar for every kill like victor's ass but sexier mm-hmm. who's Ooh. victor's ass for those who don't know victor's ass is a serial killer in the batman movies or batman uh comics and uh video games who actually scars himself for every murder he does it's not a cool bumpy scar it's more like just a slash all Mm. i think zaz was in the birds of prey slash harley quinn movie okay yeah but either way yeah he he so he's like zaz but much sexier because it's michael b jordan Mm -hmm. yeah and you can make that comparison for anyone with Michael B. Jordan. It's like, you know, uh, if if Michael B. Jordan paints, he's like Bob Ross, but much sexier. So, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how it would be. And I don't know what his <laughs> uh, painting uh, abilities are, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's okay at it. I'm, I'm sure if he yeah. applied himself, yeah, he, he could get to um, – he could – do the stuff that Bob Ross showed people how to do on that show. Yep. See, uh, Michael B. Jordan, if you need inspiration, you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're only talking to him, not not to anyone else. No, you... No, um, no everyone else. I mean, no. maybe. Eh. But uh, eh. we, we don't know you. We don't know yeah. of you. <laughs> we don't know Michael B. Jordan, but we know of him. True. We do know of him. Um, Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he goes to Wakanda, and he's brought in front of the council, 
Which, firstly, I think is a bad choice. You need to interview him. Uh, T'Challa needs to interview him, like, before he gives this guy control of the room, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, in this specific scenario, T'Challa, in every other scenario, um, someone else. Not, well, know, I mean, probably was some outsider. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we get his first of many powerful speeches in this. Uh, I realize how Shakespearean this movie really is with these epic monologues and the family drama slash royal drama. Um, but yeah, so we get uh, dude with the dish in his lip, which I know I can't remember what tribe he's from. Kai ruins everything and asks who you are after the king was like, nope, we're not going to ask you multiple times. Um, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Because, like, obviously he's hiding something. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't ask, he's just going to yell it on the way out anyway. He might. Yeah, but he definitely gave him the floor. He was waiting for mm-hmm. them to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I like, I, I'm not even going to try to quote the speech because it was so well uh well performed but when when he kind of like pronounces that t'challa's cousin uh part of the family he can fight for the throne and i like his little thing to uh queen ramonda he's going hey auntie i was like oh i love that (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah um i god i feel like this is just a failing on everyone at this point like because uh, let's see, T'Challa found out about this, what, a few hours ago, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, at most, a few hours ago. Let's say four. Um, he he could have just, like, welcomed him in with open arms. Uh, instead, he decided to keep all of that still a secret, knowing, mm-hmm. basically knowing, yeah, this is gonna come out. Like, I don't know what world he envisioned that not coming out so like you might as well just say like yeah so i just found out a few hours ago uh that you know yes he's our cousin he's our you know like my dad's uncle or my sorry my uncle's uh uh son Son. blah 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 this yeah etc like could have explained that to the council uh and then talked about it and then brought him in and then Mm -hmm. you know you at that point you would have already had them on your side uh he would have still tried to challenge for the the throne i guess um, but then he would, would have just said, no, that's that's not how we do things. Unless it is how they do things. I don't know when. Yeah. I, I assume that the challenge is only like they schedule the challenge ahead of time. Yeah. And, like and once you're it. crowned king. I mean, I figured like once you're crowned king, people shouldn't be able to challenge whenever. <laughs> yeah. That seems in- incredibly inefficient. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe every 10 years. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But either way, it can't just be any time. So, no, I mean, I also don't think it should be every 10 years because, like, look at T'Chaka near the end of his life. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. You're, you're telling me, um, uh, M'Baku, M'Baku would, oh. wouldn't have been able to beat <laughs> T'Chaka. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I have a real problem with that. Like, challenge birth throne. Like, if you bust in during the ceremony earlier, yeah, I accept that. But not, not now. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the most 
unrealistic parts of the movie. I, and th- then again, uh, T'Challa says, yeah, okay, sure. Anyway, he yeah. decides, and which is, you know, a, a, an emotional response in the moment, right? He's angry. He's still angry at his dad, right? For, mm-hmm. for all of this. Um, and then because he's king, like, I, I assume that he's taking it to be a bit more personal, right? Like, well, he has to deal with this. And because Killmonger is being an ass about all this stuff, he's like, all right, mm-hmm. fine. I'll fight you, I guess. Let's let's do it. Uh so mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah, and I think it's also maybe a a pride thing. He's like he's a new king, he doesn't want to seem weak by turning down a challenge, mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yes, but uh Killmonger calls him weak multiple times before he throws him off a waterfall. <laughs> oh, God. That was just so, so painful to watch. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you know there were even a couple of times where T'Challa, it, it felt like he was holding back because he did tell Killmonger to to yield right a few mm-hmm. times. But I mean, Killmonger, I guess knew what he was doing because he yeah. he knew he wasn't losing that much yet. So yeah, yeah. But then yeah, he kills Zuri for <laughs> I like uh well he calls him Uncle James. Because he mm-hmm. recognized him as, hey, that's the guy who pretended to be my uncle for years. How much... I'm wondering, like, how much information does he have about Wakanda? He obviously has his father's, like, what his father told him. I would assume that that's it. Like, maybe he's gotten a little bit, you know, little bits of in pieces here and there, but... Yeah, a little bit from Claw, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe Claw. I don't know, because Claw... Well, yeah, maybe. Because Claw did seem very surprised that Killmonger would want to go to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe Killmonger was, like, hiding his intentions. So he wouldn't he wouldn't really ask about it. Um, I would assume that he had enough information by the time he came up with the plan of what they would do to... Well, essentially what, what he does throughout this movie. Because I, I assume that this plan took years to, to set up and and think through and all, all of that stuff. And also his plan, uh, not Claw's or yeah. anyone else. Yeah, Claw's plan. His plan with Claw, I assume, is just like, hey, I know where there's vibranium. How do you know about vibranium? Don't worry about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Claw's just like, all right. <laughs> because Claw knows about Wakandans, like, he recognized the, um, the lip tattoo. And that's probably not common knowledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, is that um, is that all Wakandans, or was that just the Dogs of War? Because I, I thought that they said that that was a Dogs of War tattoo. Oh, was it the Dogs of War tattoo? Because the reason I'm questioning it is, well, so are the Dogs of War what they call their spy ring, first of all? I think so. I think that was my, that was, that's my assumption, right? Because they said that he took uh that um Njobu took a dogs of war mission okay. so I, I assume it's yeah spy ring kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah because like zuri has that tattoo too also but then he's also a spy uh when he was younger mm-hmm. um yeah so and, and reason... i would assume nakia has it too mm-hmm. yeah the reason i'm questioning if it's just dogs of war of all wakandans because the father we don't get this till next section 
But when we get like a flashback slash vision quest of Killmongers, he says, I gave you a key to get into Wakanda or a key to Wakanda. And that's the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it might be, I, it wouldn't surprise me if everyone, everyone born in Wakanda gets that tattoo when they're younger. So maybe a tradition, like if they were, left the country hundreds of years ago and was caught up in the slave trade or if someone gets wind of Wakanda and are trying to get in, they know, yes, they're actually the people from Wakanda. Yeah, that that would also make a lot of sense. I guess if uh, maybe it's like, it, it could be a, a voluntary thing. They're like, hey, listen, I want to go. I, I want to leave for a bit, right? Like uh, the, the kids in... Um, Captain America Civil War, right? Who died at the beginning from that explosion, right? They were, mm. um, right? They were on like an exchange program or, or something or a study abroad yeah. program. Yeah. Uh, so they probably had it when they left um, kind of thing. But yeah, that, that, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the Dogs of War tattoo is a specific type of tattoo, like a specific yeah. identifier. Um, or, not, oh God, I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. Because, like, you don't want... That's not really a thing you change. <laughs> or maybe it's a thing you can change in Wakanda. It's true. I mean... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. But now he's the new king of Wakanda. The end. Or for this section, at least. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Anything else for our villains? Uh, actually, a few few things. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. So, first of all, Killmonger... He accomplished a lot. Like uh, Agent Ross was like talking about his background. Like uh, I guess, I guess he knew him. Like not personally, but like he he knew of him. He didn't have to look up information online or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something about Killmonger. Uh, and then the other thing, he definitely does not know that he lives in a comic book universe. He throws T'Challa over the water, doesn't look for a body, just assumes. I mean, yeah. To be fair. I know that he needs to, you know, he he needs to become the Black Panther and then destroy all of those, uh, uh, all the the flowers. Spoiler alert for part three. Yeah. Um, So I guess that's more important to him at that moment than it is to find the body of T'Challa, the guy who is does not have Black Panther powers. Um, But still, I feel like he should have he should have done something with that. But okay. Yeah. Like quick quick stab through the chest and then throw him off exactly yeah there, there were some some weapons around there mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's fair but then this yeah, would have yeah. been a much sadder movie <laughs> oh yes yes i agree mm-hmm. good thing it is a comic book movie mm-hmm. is that it yeah yeah that, oh yeah that's it sorry all right all right moving on to guy in the chair guy in the chair and I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. Great, another broken white boy for us to fix. This is going to be fun. Uh, my first note, Wakabi has unrealistic expectations of T'Challa. Yep. I had the exact same thought. <laughs> yeah. He's all mad that he didn't get them. It's like, this guy's been avoiding them for th- over 30 years. Yeah. It's not a surprise like, that it, he escaped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did, did Wakabi 
it, it, did he seem to imply that T'Chaka just didn't even try to yeah. find uh, Claw? Like, that, that's kind of the impression that I got, that he didn't even give any effort towards it. I mean, that's... I was thinking about this the other day with, like, people's unrealistic expectations of their leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Wakabi, sure. uh, to parallel something that's happening right now, uh, left uh, people on the left, uh, Democrats and people on the left have always been saying, like, for a long time, as long as I remember, uh, why doesn't ex-president, be it Clinton, Obama, left uh, re- Democratic presidents, Clinton, Obama, Biden, why don't they just cancel the student debt? And then Biden's trying to do it, and it's being stopped by a bunch of opponents and in the uh, Supreme Court and stuff. So it's not just like Obama or other people didn't just choose, oh, I don't feel like it. There are other steps. <laughs> and I think that's the same thing with T'Chaka and T'Challa and Wakabe's like, opinion of them. It's like, in his mind, T'Chaka could have gotten Claw anytime he wanted to. He just didn't feel like it. When actually he might have been trying for years and Claw's just really good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would make a lot of sense. Right. Like, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're any kind of leader, there's no way that you, um, you are never going to satisfy everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of people, uh, also you yourself, I mean, and you've, you've already alluded to this, but like you yourself as a leader, you have a lot more information than everyone else. And so as a result, you know, you know, doing this thing over here is a lot harder, uh, like maybe and and you are doing it but it's taking mm-hmm. even longer to get there right like yeah. it's any progress you take takes a long time and you only get like a marginal step towards it um so yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i mean yeah so his it's also difficult for T'Challa in particular who he made like we talked about this last week. He made a personal prom- promise to a friend. He doesn't realize the weight he now has as king. So. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definite mistake on his part. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else for Wakabi? Uh, no, no, it was just that one thing. Mm-hmm. All right, and then I have like Shuri and Ross like mixed together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I just love, well, first of all, Ross, uh, good job taking a bullet for Nakia. Um, maybe run in front of the king next time you're taking a bullet for somebody, but I'm glad Nakia's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, did, did he know that she was going to get shot? There's no way he saw it, right? He doesn't have super speed powers or something. Uh, no, I. but I. I maybe... I'm trying to remember the setup of the room. Like, was he just standing next to Nakia? And that's... Yeah, he was much closer to her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, if they were together, like, it's all three, four of them, Koei would have been there. Yeah, at a minimum, she was standing when Okoye and T'Challa were already um, undercover. Or behind cover, yeah. That's crazy. Well, maybe that's... Maybe I should be criticizing Nakia, who is a spy and should know to take cover much quicker. But either way, good job, Ross. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I love Shuri and his relationship, or at least their conversations. Her calling him <laughs> a co- uh, colonizer, just talking down to him all the time. 
he's really lost the white privilege and he's not used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only white privilege, being a CIA agent in America versus being a CIA agent who just got saved in Wakanda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he also doesn't know anything about this place too, right? Like he's saying like, hey, how long ago uh, was... I already forgot where they were. Busan? Uh, how, yeah. how how long ago was was that? Because uh, that bullet hole is healed, uh, and then now he's realizing he doesn't know anything mm-hmm. of what they can or cannot do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't have a lot for Ross. Uh. Yeah, he, we kind of talked about him in other sections, like in the Killmonger section, stuff like the Enclaw section. Uh, is there anything else for Ross that you want to talk about? Uh. Nope. That's it. That's all I had. Yeah. Or any other guys in the chair. Uh, I did actually have one more, um, Njobu. Okay. So there was a, um, uh, so this, mm, sorry, you know, Tony, did, did this part include, uh, Killmonger getting his powers or no? It did not. No. Okay. Then I went a little too far. So I will copy paste that to next week. So never mind. I don't actually have anything else. All right. Moving on to 12% of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% with credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. I know, hours. I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I have one thing. We talked about the other thing I had. Um, Claw mentions that Wakanda is actually El Dorado. People thought it was in South America, but it's actually in Africa, which I call shenanigans on because there can mm-hmm. be two different very famous cities. But do you think in the future... Uh, when we get to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, one of the problems um, that Namor has against Black Panther or about against Wakanda is they stole their thing because Talokan <laughs> is considered Atlantis, a, fiction, a mythical city, and then Wakanda is considered El Dorado, which is a mythical city. <laughs> uh, I mean, every myth- mystical city is... Uh has that right you've got these two places uh other stuff in the mcu yeah um we've got none of them are coming to my mind even though no i I don't think there are okay so we've got none of them that they know that are on earth because like asgard was a mythical city and we have asgard Mm -hmm. um well no longer but we had asgard (laughs) um oh god i'm blanking on it uh I would assume that the city that Shang-Chi's mother is from and that realm is from, I don't know Chinese mythology as well, but I would assume it's from Chinese mythology. Oh, um, I mean, maybe it is uh, that I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in, in the movie, they say it is a different dimension. So they're not on earth. They, they yeah, exactly. Said that. Uh, yeah. Um, what was the, that there's the, the city that, uh, the iron fist protects who, whose name I can't remember, um, that also is not on Earth. Um, they made yeah. it seem... Uh, yeah, okay, where... 
where uh, do the wizards live? The sorcerers, right? Uh, Doctor Strange oh, uh, trained in someone. That's on Earth. That, that, that one, is that on Earth. Earth. Yes. Okay. All right, but that's um, not like a mystic, mythical city. You're you're right. Anyway, um, back to your thing. Are they angry that they took the the mythical city? I don't know. Maybe, but also say, I don't know if anyone ever calls Wakanda El Dorado again. Um, uh, I mean, they definitely don't, because mm-hmm. yeah, the only other place they would have brought it up was Wakanda Forever, and I did watch that recently <laughs> last night. Okay. So. Also, that's just stupid. Obviously. What, why why would they think El Dorado is uh, in Africa? I don't know. I, I I like why does someone first of all think El Dorado, like you know, a city paved in gold and all that stuff is is real, and then like think to look there? I I don't know. I I need more history on El Dorado in the MCU to to understand why they're saying it. Why why Claw linked it to Wakanda? I'm I'm curious about that because <laughs> you know what they're. El Dorado could be real in the in the MCU. We don't know that. Um, I'm pulling up El Dorado <laughs> in Marvel Comics. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Was a real city. Uh, it's appeared, I guess, eight times. Originally in the Avengers number thirty in May of 1966. Uh, oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's appeared in. Two Avengers comics and six Incredible Hulk comics. I guess an arc from Volume One, Issue Two Thirty Nine to Issue Two Forty Three and an Annual. So okay. So yeah, so it's a real place in the comics. So which, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that just feels like one of those things a writer put in there, like to to make mm-hmm. it sound cooler, which. Or hey, maybe for some, maybe someone was messing with Claw, and that's what he thinks. Yeah, or maybe he just interpreted it that way. Hey, this yeah. hidden place in—I don't know how to say this—a colonized continent because there's been a lot of colonization, but mo- a lot of Africa and a lot of South America were colonized. So mm-hmm. yep. I guess, yeah. Okay, all right. That would make sense. Uh, I, I, I take that part. All right. Do you have anything for 12%? No, no, I don't. All right. Then I think since we don't rate these until next week, uh, yeah, we should wrap it up. All right. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Uh, join us next week when we will be finishing our rewinds of Black Panther. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter for whatever stupid reason. But we are uh, at MCU underscore rewind, uh, I guess. I guess it's still sort of kind of working some days. So, yeah, go for it. Find <laughs> us there and uh, see us talk about Marvel, I guess. Anyway, also, in the meantime, you should give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app uh, or, you know, multiple podcast apps. You should give us a five-star rating on multiple podcast apps. Anyway, until next time, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Bye. 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 Bye.